In this episode, I give you eight great tips for finding better products to sell on Amazon. Hey, hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 126 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, saved you guys a seat. Very, very excited that you're here today. Super pumped about today's episode. And uh, hopefully you guys are having a great day. Hopefully uh, your businesses are rocking and rolling. And a super busy day for me today. Actually, I just got done booking my flight to Las Vegas for the SellerCon event coming up for Amazon sellers. What is that? June 21st through the 23rd. So about a month away, guys. About a month away. Um, very, very excited about this event. Again, I just got the, the flight booked and the hotel all booked. And I'll tell you what, a little bit of a rant here. So this is kind of a, a first for me. So after I got done booking the flight or when I was kind of towards the checkout page of that, um, they tried to, or they want to, or they will be charging for carry-ons for flights now. Like what the hell is that all about? So I can understand checked bags, stuff like that. That's nothing new, but even for a freaking carry-on, it's like a $38 charge. It's like, what, the, what is going on with this, this flight stuff? I don't know. A little bit, a little bit of a rant there. So that was kind of new to me. First time I'm using this, this airline. So a little bit of ridiculousness that I'm just kind of venting about. But anyways, if you guys want to join me, at SellerCon, I would love to uh, attend with you guys. So I have a 30% off link that'll be good for the next few days. It is go to uh, privatelabelershow.com forward slash SellerCon. Okay. So that's good for the next few days. Um, after that, I don't know if there's any other deals or discounts. I think, I think that's it. So again, I'd love to be able to hang out with you guys there. And uh, it's a great opportunity, obviously, to network with other sellers and also see what's kind of going on in the Amazon community. Like what are the latest and greatest strategies? So it could be an extremely beneficial event for you guys if you're looking to attend something like that. So check that out. Las Vegas, June, it's going to be a great time. And actually one final thing before we get started. Um, I don't think I've ever done anything like this, what I'm about to do on the podcast, but I want to give away a license to Jungle Scout to you guys, the listeners, one license. Um, it's for the Jungle Scout Chrome extension. And in order to win this license, here's what you got to do. This is really, really super simple. So if you've been in the market, you've been thinking about getting the Jungle Scout Chrome extension, today is your lucky day. You have an opportunity to win one, okay? So all you got to do is go to YouTube, find the Private Labeler Show podcast, so either search bar or find a link directly to it, or maybe you're already listening to this on, on YouTube. So what's up, YouTube listeners? If you're already there, all you need to do is this, subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell, and then all you got to do is this video, so episode 126, the one that you're listening to right now, find that video, and just like the video and then comment, okay? And all you have to say on the comment is, I want Jungle Scout, okay? So do that and you're going to be entered in the giveaway contest or whatever you want to call it, okay? So... This is going to run for about two weeks, okay? So at the end of the two weeks, I'm going to pick somebody that did the following. Again, subscribe, hit the notification bell, like, and comment. Again, comment is, I want Jungle Scouts. That's all you got to do. So what I would advise you to do, pause this podcast right now. So like pause it and go to YouTube and go knock that out, okay, for your chance to win a Jungle Scout Chrome extension, okay? So pretty excited about that. Again, we'll run it for about two weeks weeks. Best of luck to you. Okay. So again, pause it, go do that, come right back and we'll get going to the meat and potatoes of the episode. 
Okay, so let's get after it here now. So I wanna talk about product research and product selection. And I still think that this is probably one of the biggest struggles that most sellers have. So whether you're just getting started or you're a veteran, maybe you got five or 10 products out there, like that thought of having to pick that next product and finding a winner sometimes is a daunting task. You could spend days, weeks, or months kind of spinning your wheels and you're looking for opportunities. And you know maybe you've had some products fail on you in the past. And you're a little bit hesitant, you're a little bit reluctant, you're a little bit disappointed. Uh, you know, we've all kind of been there. So what I did, and I, I had a lot of fun doing this, I put a, together a list of just eight different simple strategies, simple tips to help you guys come up with ideas, okay? So as a seller, it's really important to use tools to help aid with this process, okay? So uh, tools as an example, like using Jungle Scout, absolutely fantastic to not only help you discover ideas, but validate those ideas with data as well, okay? So I definitely recommend you use a tool like that or similar, but what I'm gonna talk about here is just other ways outside of that that you can help harvest some of these potential opportunities and then use tools like Jungle Scout again to validate and verify that you have a winning opportunity and then you can proceed with this. So again, I had a lot of fun kind of putting this episode together, um, found a whole bunch of potential opportunities for myself kind of doing this. And uh, I'm going to share just kind of kind of my thoughts. And again, my my eight different tips to help you guys find winners, okay, like where to start, and kind of what to look for and things like that. So without further ado, the first tip that I want to offer you guys, okay, this is really important, is pick boring products or look for boring products. And we've talked about this a lot in the past, you know, month or two, but everybody wants to pick the sexy products, the cool products, the exciting products that they tell their friends and family about. Almost everybody goes that direction. So where everybody's going left, go right, okay? Find boring things, find things that aren't necessarily all that exciting because I think there's going to be, again, less people playing over there. So here's an example. Here are potential ideas for you. So some categories to maybe start dabbling into. Look at like arts and crafts as an example. Whenever I'm doing product research uh, and kind of looking for that next opportunity and I'm kind of discovering around with, you know, using different uh, tools like a jungle scout or whatever, I always find lots of opportunities in arts and crafts, okay? There's still great opportunities there as well as like uh, storage and also we talked about this office supplies. So there's a ton of margin in office supplies. I actually used to work in that industry in the past. And I can tell you, again, there's a ton of margin in there. And, and you know, how, how companies buy their office supplies has definitely changed. You know, no longer are they just sending out Sally or Billy from the office to go get their stuff for, you know, the, the entire office building or whatever. A lot of times they just order online, okay? Because it's just way more convenient. If they go to a site like Amazon, they know that they can get it delivered within the day, okay? So it's really convenient. And there's, again, huge margin, but also a lot of those items are you know consumable and or they're going to keep reordering that stuff over and over and over again so there's a lot of potential there again not the most exciting stuff you know I'm not saying selling staplers or anything like that but there's a lot of other uh things within there that um you could potentially make money from so take a look at that stuff again arts crafts storage office supplies and uh kind of just see what you can find there so again picking unsexy products more of the boring stuff as long as it's making you money, I guess, at the end of the day, do you really care what you're selling? Maybe some people do, maybe some people don't, but if, if you're struggling, that's where I would put some of my attention and focus for a while and see what you can uncover, okay? Okay, so tip number two, everybody, and that is think 
sub niches, okay? So sub niches, really drilling down and getting very, very specific. So most sellers, they play way too general, but if you really drill down and find sub niches of, you know, sub niches, that's where you can find a lot of great opportunities that have yet to be discovered, or at least where it's not very competitive whatsoever, okay? So go to Amazon once, instead of using the search bar, just find the departments or category uh, menu there, and you can just start drilling down and getting you know, very, very unique stuff, very, very specific. And you may uncover things within niches that you're like, wow, I had no idea that this stuff even existed or was totally unaware of it. And again, I think that's where a lot of the gold is, okay, yet to be discovered, all right? So that's where I would put a lot of my attention there. Again, instead of, instead of playing general in these main niches, get extremely sub niche. And also too, you need to be able to identify opportunities where you see them. So as an example, I talk a lot about grilling, right? I talk a lot about grilling accessories or just grill brush stuff or whatever. And yes, it's a fictitious example, but over the past few days, I've been doing a ton of research within this niche, okay, to kind of get some notes together for this episode. And here's kind of the, the theme that I discovered about all the products being sold on Amazon or really all over the internet uh, for people in the grilling niche is that everything looks the same. It's got like a, for grilling accessories, it's got like a black handle, maybe a brown handle, and it's like silver metal steel stuff, right? So there's there's not a whole lot of variety there in terms of look, like it all kind of looks the same. So I got to thinking, you know, that's probably because most, most uh, people that are grilling are men, but what if there's like a little sliver within this niche that are women. What if like 10% of people grilling are actually women and nobody's talking to these women? Nobody's trying to sell them products specifically. It's just only focused on the men. So again, it could be a huge pie. And what if only 10% or maybe even less, who knows, are hardcore, you know, they're women that are hardcore grillers, okay? So what if you created a product line that is speaking specifically to them? Okay, so maybe the um, the grilling accessories have more of a feminine look to them. Maybe they have like uh, pink and purple handles or whatever it might be. Something that stands out and again is way different than what is currently being offered. So you need to kind of identify those opportunities and you know just do a little bit of research. And I'm not saying that is something, but that's kind of the stuff that you have to think about. Like if I was a female, super hardcore into grilling, like I just love doing it, and all of a sudden I seen some more feminine style products that kind of spoke directly to me, like, you know, as a seller, you could potentially dominate a market like that. Again, if nobody else is offering anything like that to that specific customer. So I'm just kind of throwing, I'm spitballing ideas. Uh, other things too, like if I was, uh, if I was a griller and I seen like some American flag uh, themed products for grilling accessories or whatever, like red, white, and blue stuff, like it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole theme of, you know, like grilling out on the 4th of July or Memorial Day or Labor Day or whatever, you know, like patriotism type of stuff. And it's just, it's the whole Americana feel to it. Like I, I just do a lot of searching for that stuff. I don't see that stuff. So maybe there's opportunities again to think different, think outside the box a little bit, look at what the market is currently offering these customers and just, again, use your head and then do a little bit of research and then kind of go from there. Okay. So that's number two. So moving on to tip number three, everybody, and that is to focus on selling products that are easily giftable, 
So focus on selling giftable products. There's a lot of great reasons to like this. One of the main reasons that I like it is you can simply make a ton of money doing this. You can make a, you can charge more for giftable type of products. Okay. Think about when the last time you bought a gift for somebody, you know, maybe it was mother's day we just had or whatever holiday or event or occasion came up somebody's birthday. Like there's a lot riding on that gift that you're going to give to that person because you want them to be happy about it. You want them to be excited about it. And there's nothing worse than giving a gift to somebody and they hate it or they're not ecstatic about it. Like it kind of makes you feel like crap. So typically when you're buying something for somebody else, you'll be willing to spend extra money on it. And typically you want it to kind of have like a, you know, to be a good product, but you want it to have like a nice presentation, like a nice case or, you know, kind of a luxury feel to it or whatever, right? Like you're really trying to wow that person. So there's a lot of opportunity there when you look for products in, in this area. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people are just, a lot of sellers are just sending out products in, in bad packaging and, you know, just poly bags and types of things. And it doesn't make that product easily giftable. So what you could do, you could identify those opportunities and potentially offer that product in a giftable packaging. Okay. So kind of just look and explore for those um, opportunities out there and kind of taking this one step further. I was kind of thinking about this, like, um, you know, we just had mother's day here and actually my dad just retired. So over the past, what few weeks I've, I've been buying gifts and kind of, you know, really thinking about things. And like, what did I do? I went to the search engines of Amazon and I type in retirement gifts or gifts for retirement or gifts for mother's day, you know, and I'm spending, you know, a, a good chunk of money on these gifts. Cause I'm trying to wow, you know, these people or what have you, it just is like many of you guys have done. And I'm kind of just like, wow, there's, there's potentially a huge niche. Like you can create an entire business on maybe, you know, gifts for bachelor parties or bachelorette parties just exclusively or gifts for uh, re people retiring or, you know, gifts for whatever said kind of unique occasion. Okay. And again, maybe you created a whole business around just gifts for people retiring or something like that. I think you guys get the point. I think there's a ton of opportunity at least to potentially explore that idea. Okay. And it's just something different, something unique that you can kind of just uh, do that's thinking outside the box compared to where everybody else is going with their businesses. Okay. So that is tip number three, everybody. Focus and find those giftable opportunities. So moving on to tip number four, everybody. And I used this the other day, about 20, 25 minutes in, I found a potential winning product opportunity. So I know this works really well. So tip number four, everybody, Google Trends. Yes, Google Trends. Nothing groundbreaking. I know you've all heard of it. Uh, don't know how many of you guys are using that for product research, but again, you can find gems in there. You can find winning opportunities if you know how to use it correctly. Okay. So the, the trick is knowing how to use it correctly, how to uh, kind of drill down and how to use some of the filters or what have you to help you find these potential winning opportunities. As I mentioned the other day, was on there for a little bit, kind of playing around with it, discovered a winning opportunity, took it right to Amazon and then started using Jungle Scout and started verifying and validating the data and the information. It looks like I have a potential winner in my hands there. Again, all from Google Trends. So outside of that idea a little bit, but sticking with the trending idea, it's really important that you pay attention to not just pop culture, but things that are going viral in social media, just things in the news, like that you're kind of in tune with that kind of stuff. And here's why. Um, the, uh, the, the, one of the more viral videos that you'll see over the past few years are the, 
gender reveal videos that we're probably all sick of seeing by now. So I thought that that was a fad that was going to pass, you know, two or three years ago, but it doesn't seem to be going away. So what I did was, you know, I keep seeing these damn videos, these damn gender reveal reveal videos, like they just don't go away. Um, I started to dive into that as far as from like a product research perspective. I'm like, okay, there's definitely a crap ton of gender reveal stuff on Amazon. Stay away from that. But what I started to pay attention to was like virtually everybody's selling the same stuff. They're all selling balloons and confetti and lettering kind of stuff. Like there's not a whole lot of imagination outside of that. So I started to see some sellers that were selling some very unique things within under the gender reveal umbrella. I'm like, oh, that has potential for like a, a new product idea that's just going to explode, okay? So you have to kind of, you know, know what's going on in the news, know what's viral, and you can kind of dive into that and see if you can discover potential product opportunities, okay? The other thing is, and this is, I think, just a little tip here, I think this potentially, what I'm about to say, could be a big opportunity. Again, you probably want to ver- verify it and dive into it more, do your own research, but a lot of cities, if you pay attention now, a lot of cities in the United States are starting to ban things like like plastic straws, like banning them in restaurants and things like that, okay? So whatever your opinion is on it doesn't matter because it's creating a market now. So what people are doing now is they're buying reusable straws. And as more and more cities and or maybe even states or whatever start to ban these plastic straws or, or stop restaurants from uh, offering them, people are going to need or will want to bring their own reusable straws to these restaurants. So like females, maybe are, you know, like if you have a purse or whatever, you're putting them in your purse. Like I know, I know people that do that. Okay. So you have to pay attention to the news and where things are going. So is there an opportunity for some sort of cool reusable straws to sell on Amazon? Probably, maybe, you know, you want to look into it. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, a look. And then also along with that, you know, it's not just straws, but it's bags. It's like getting rid of plastic bags. So what's that doing? It's creating a market for people to go to sites like Amazon to buy reusable bags because there's this huge push on, you know, being eco-friendly and getting rid of, you know, stuff that's, you know, polluting the oceans or whatever it is, right? Whatever the reasons are, but it's creating industries. It's creating product opportunities, so there, there's so much um, opportunity within that, not just straws and, and reusable bags. Like I seen um, potential opportunity of like reusable wraps for like uh, for sandwiches and stuff like that. Instead of the plastic bags for sandwiches, like some sort of like eco-friendly reusable wraps or whatever. Again, it's all stemming from this whole movement where it's creating these these new products out there that maybe if uh, you know you got ahead of this or you did some research that might be a whole business idea for you guys. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there, um, and uh, it's worth a look. Now before I go on to the fifth tip, I want to just remind you guys that if you want the show notes, the summary for any links, anything that I'm talking about here to reference to go back to, just go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash one two six. So that's privatelabelershow.com forward slash one, two, six. Okay. So getting to tip number five, everybody, and this is probably one of the most powerful product research tools that we have at our fingertips. And that is Facebook groups. Here's why I'm all in on it. And here's why you should be all in on it. It's because Facebook is all in on it. Now I was reading a few articles recently about Facebook and where they're taking things and they are going hardcore into Facebook groups. And in fact, 
they just had a, I just seen a commercial that Facebook put out on TV advertising Facebook groups. So they are really going hot and heavy into it. And I expect that, um, you know, a lot more of their user base on their platform is, are, are going to be interested in Facebook groups now, okay? Because again, they're sinking a lot of resources into it. And it is an absolute goldmine for private labelers for product research purposes. So, um, you know, if let's just say I wanted to get involved in the grilling space, right, that I talk about all the time. All I have to do is join grilling groups. People are talking about grilling. And, you know, if you do that, you, you know, type that in the search bar, you can find lots of different groups, again, for whatever niche you want, but there's tens of thousands of people in these groups. And what are they doing? They're sharing videos. They're, they're talking about, you know, their grills. They're talking about their new products that they bought. They're seeking recommendations like, hey, I'm looking to buy X. What are your recommendations? And then there's so much engagement. And all you need to do is join a bunch of these groups for whatever niche that you're interested in. And you could do a couple of things. Be a fly on the wall. Just listen to what people are talking about. What products are they are they talking about? And do your research from there. Or you can get active in that community and start asking them questions. Okay. And again, a lot of these groups, there's tens of thousands of people in there and they're all going nuts. Like if you find a passionate niche and uh, it's just like a, it's a dream for product research. It really is. And in fact, speaking of the grilling niche, you know, I noticed the other day that a private labeler was using this specific group to promote their product, their private label product that they were selling on Amazon. So I kind of went, wow, okay, you know, that's cool. So there's an idea there, you know, they were, they were, I don't know if they were doing a launch or whatever, and they were using, again, that group to promote it. And I could judge as a fly on the wall, like how people were reacting to this product. A lot of people were absolutely losing their mind over it. They're super ecstatic about it. They wanted it. You know, they were given a coupon away for it, what have you. So you just read the comments. So it's a great opportunity just to be a fly on the wall, seeing what others are doing as well. Okay. And you can really take it a lot of different ways after that. All right. So again, pay attention to what people are talking about. People ask for recommendations all the time in, the, in these niches too. Like, hey, I'm looking to buy this type of product. And then people will chime in. So all you got to do is just listen. Just find the niches that you're interested in. Just listen. And then, you know, obviously, like I said, interact appropriately. So again, I'm all in on Facebook groups. You should be as well. Facebook already is, okay? It's a, it's a gold mine, trust me. Okay, so moving on to tip number six, everybody. I recommend that you join as many deal sites, giveaway sites, launch sites, or whatever you wanna call them, as you possibly can. The very same sites that you would use as an Amazon seller or the ones that private labelers are using to launch their products or to, you know, get ranked or whatever that might be. Deal sites, okay? Here's why. I want you to observe all of the different kinds of products that other sellers are putting out there that they're attempting to launch onto Amazon. Other ideas that they got. Not because I want you to steal their ideas, because I want you to avoid the products that you see a lot of sellers pushing. So there's nothing worse than like thinking you found an opportunity and discovering later that when you go into these deal sites that there's like 50 other sellers that week or that month that are also launching the exact same product. Like that's just the worst feeling ever. So you can use those sites, those deal sites, or even there's even Facebook groups, obviously so for all that stuff for like, you know, putting your product out there and all that kind of junk that you can join up to. And again, just observe the products that are being pushed out there. And again, you want to avoid selling a product or launching a product that everybody and their brother also found and is already doing, okay? So if 
you're not doing anything different than the other 30 or 50 sellers that you, you see posting that product, you know, you're going to have problems. There's, you're just going to get swallowed up and spit out right away. So again, join those sites and just observe what other sellers are putting out there and just avoid what you commonly see being sold. Okay, cool. So moving on to tip number seven, everybody, that's Pinterest and Etsy. You can find absolutely amazing opportunities, product opportunities, very unique opportunities, might I add, utilizing platforms like Pinterest, okay? So the other day, I was on there for uh, probably about 15 minutes, and I found an awesome opportunity in the lawn and garden space, something really cool, really unique. Um, I found some sellers selling this type of a product on Amazon, but there was definitely a lot of demand for it. So if another seller came in, you'd probably just crush. So again, tons of really unique kind of uh, more just fun things on Pinterest. And what I love about Pinterest is once you figure out how to filter down and how to use it, all you really have to do is follow where the attention is going. So, you know, if there's thousands of people engaging and pinning and commenting on specific topics or maybe even products directly or ideas or articles or whatever, then you just kind of have to follow where the attention is going and try to discover where, uh, you know, there's potential opportunities there. So I'd definitely be all over Pinterest if I were you. Again, it's, it's really unique stuff that not a lot of other sellers are really going to be all over, okay? It's not going to be like flooded competition with a lot of the stuff you find on Pinterest. So check that out. All right, so the eighth and final tip here, eighth and final product research tip coming to you. My recommendation is that you use niche websites for product research, so specialty websites. So get off of Amazon for a while. You're probably driving yourself nuts, like looking at the same products again and again, getting frustrated that you can't find anything or whatever. Just get off of Amazon, exit out. Here's what you do. So whatever niche or niches that you have an interest in selling in, so whether that's lawn and garden stuff, fitness stuff, CrossFit stuff, uh, fishing stuff, whatever, grilling stuff, go to Google. This is what I did the other day. I went right to Google and I typed in grilling supplies or grilling products or whatever. And obviously, you know, the top few pages, I found the top websites that were specializing in the grilling space. Again, this is completely outside of Amazon. And it was like a breath of fresh air. It was seeing things kind of through a different lens. I was looking at these handful of sites to see what products were popular on these sites. What were the best sellers? What were the featured products? What other categories did they have or whatever types of products did they have that they were specializing in that Amazon really didn't have yet, that sellers weren't really selling on Amazon, okay? So I discovered about two to three potential winning opportunities utilizing these niche specialty websites, okay? So I wrote them down, thought they would be cool, unique. Again, went to Amazon later, verified that, you know, there's not many sellers selling that type of product yet or whatever because they were kind of newer or different. It was unique. So again, don't underestimate niche websites. I bet you a lot of you guys haven't done that yet. But again, I think it's kind of refreshing just to get off the Amazon platform just for a little bit and see things through a different lens. So um, check out niche websites, specialty sites for your product research. All right, so I'm gonna start to wrap this episode up here. Um, I had a ton of fun putting this together for you guys over the past few days. And uh, I'm confident that you know whether you try one or all eight of these tips or strategies or ideas for your product research. I'm confident that, again, if I could find tons of winning products, that you guys can as well, okay? 
So please make sure you just put it into action. Find those killer product opportunities. Use your tools, like I said, like your jungle scouts and all that or whatever it is that you're using to verify and validate and help you with this process, okay? Um, and I just want to give one, one final reminder here. Again, if you guys want that free license or want that, to win that free license for that giveaway of the Jungle Scout Chrome extension, all you got to do is go to the YouTube channel for the Private Labeler Show podcast, find it, and make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell, and simply like this video, the one that we're talking about right now, like the video and comment the following comment. Say, I want Jungle Scout, okay? So as I mentioned, in about two weeks, so roughly around June 5th or so, I'm gonna pick a winner, and one person will win a Jungle Scout Chrome extension license. So what one of the eight tips that I mentioned here was your favorite? Please let me know in the comments or in the Facebook group. I would greatly appreciate that. I want to hear from you guys. And also yet, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, make sure you do that as well. And while you're there, leave a review for the show. I would greatly appreciate that from you. So that about does it, everybody. Have a great day. Take some action. Go make some money. Talk to you later. Bye. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.